I had to acknowledge that I was limiting myself by not opening to certain things. So for example, I no longer set, I work with other people and do that. So I can continue doing what I love, which is designing, connecting with others and making more people feel like heroes and having positive impact in the world. That to me is more important. Today, we get to speak with Delaine Cooper, a dreamatizer. She dreams people's stories into jewelry. Her process involves meditation and sleep for the design and story come to her. She then creates and makes a finished piece of jewelry, which also comes with a written story. When not dreaming or creating jewelry, Delaine is passionate about and advocates for the Lotus Hero Project, a not-for-profit that she co-founded. The Lotus Hero Project helps improve the mental health of individuals through art and art therapy where childhood trauma had been experienced. So let's dig into this episode. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Delane, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Junaid. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Sweet. So if you guys are listening into the audio, we're actually matching color coordinating today. We're both wearing maroon. It's pretty awesome. We can get a chance. We are to... so on the creative mind way here. <laughs> it's awesome. So Delaine, tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. But if we haven't heard about you, anything kind of goes. So let's start at the start. You know, what did you do before what you're doing? Right today, we're not going to give away what I'm doing. No, right? We're not going to give away what you're doing today. <laughs> so, back in the day, and and we'll fast forward to yeah. before or post. I was energy mm-hmm. and an idea. So you know, fast forward the whole birthing process, childhood, right, and we're into adulthood here. <laughs> Well, actually kind of pre. So back in the day, I think what is important is because I think it contributed to skill sets that I now have and have been practicing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And that's sales and marketing. So I am a foster child and I was adopted when I was, or I shouldn't say adopted. I was put into foster care when I was 15 went into a couple of homes and the last home that I'm in that foster mother and father are now my parents. And what was fabulous about that, Janaid, is being 15 years old, you think you're a regular teenager and you're going to go out carouse and everything. Oh no, no. My foster mother walked me into a retail store. She knew the owner and she said, hello, Martha, this is my new daughter. And the woman looked at her, looked at me. And you have to understand, my mom is like Scottish, Irish, so we don't look alike. Right. (laughs) She said, well, anyway, she's old enough. She needs a job. You need her. 
And Martha looked at her and said, well, I have a manager. Actually, she should come back on Saturday. So fast forward, I go in on Saturday and turns out the manager who's interviewing me is the same person who is in my debate class. And (laughs) and what are you doing here? I'm here interviewing for the job. What are you doing here? I'm the manager. Like, oh, well, you got the job. So, (laughs) So here that was the start of a sales journey for me because it was this beautiful small retail space that sold antiques to jewelry to high-end crystal clothing. And it taught me to interface with different kinds of people from children who were buying presents for their mom to adult women on how to sell to them and selling to men who were buying for their wives or girlfriends. What was different for me, though, was that I was selling to people who were of a different class that I came from, or I should say economic class. Mm -hmm. And so I made a lot of mistakes and put my foot in my mouth many times, had to be spoken to in the back room. Mm -hmm. And that was my the beginning of my journey of sales and marketing. From there, I did, I sold sales for sailboats. I did rolling stock, which is railroad equipment. uh, So equipment leases. And then I went into tech. I'm selling wire and cable. And my last stint was primarily selling components for data centers for uh, large Fortune 100 institutions, such as Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter, Mm -hmm. Citibank Travelers, working with organizations like IBM. Nice. And then, so that contributed to that. And when I got married, my husband said, if you did not have to wait until you were 20, uh, 65, what to would retire. you do? <laughs> what do you mean? And, and it's, I don't know if you've ever had this, Janae, but yeah. like my husband is asking me, if you could, like putting it on a platter, if you could do anything. anything. And I thought, ooh, hmm. And, and there's, there was an opportunity to see if I wanted to go back to university. So yeah. I, at one time I thought lawyer and I thought, no, I don't want to do that. So the reality came down to goldsmithing, painting and teacher. And so I had some friends who were teachers at different schools and shadowed them. No. God bless all you teachers that are out there. You are, <laughs> I can't handle it. man, I, I just <laughs> bow down to all of you because <laughs> that energy and that uh, patience and love for working with children and seeing minds grow and contributing to hearts and minds growing and being active participants yeah. in this world. You people are very, very special. And I just bow down to you. In regards to painting, Amen. Uh, I don't know why, Janae, but put a paintbrush in my hand and just that creator block just could could not get that like, what brush. Do what do I paint? Yeah, could not get that brush because you got to paint out of your own. You got to paint out of your own mind. Or you got to paint out of your own motivations or, or creativity or inspirations. So have exactly. you right? Exactly. It's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, and then um, had the opportunity to take some local goldsmithing classes, and I just found my groove. And yeah, over time, I sold beaded jewelry, and then started making other pieces of jewelry, like earrings and uh, easy pendants, and then mm. um, as with anyone who's in an industry, so. Now we're talking about what I do today. <laughs> today? Yes. yes. We're in the future yes. now. We're no longer talking about a hobby. <laughs> because <laughs> in essence, I, I did work it. for Disney and did jewelry on the side. I was a sales mm-hmm. engineer for different engineering firms, did jewelry on the side. And when an opportunity came up to actually do this full time, I really had to sit back and figure out what would make me different. And this is what makes me different. I am a dreamatizer because 
Ooh. I know, huh? What I do is exactly. I sit with the people that I work with and I listen to why they want this piece of jewelry. And sometimes the jewelry is an engagement ring. Sometimes the piece is family has inherited a lot of jewelry and they want to actually remake all this jewelry into a new piece. And so it's finding out why this is important to them. And then what I do is I dream that story into a piece of jewelry. And so from our interview, if you will, I will take those elements and I sit with it, do a little bit of research online for some special meanings. I meditate on it, Janae, to see what resonates. And it's almost as if I get a download. And I know this may not uh, vibe with everyone, but I get a download Mm -hmm. from spirit. And in my sleep is when that upload happens into my dreams. And I get a design and a whole story that I write out and present to you, the customer. So there you go. We're present day, Janaid. How is that? I love I love every aspect of it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at <laughs> that's exactly. I mean, what's funny is that I do very similar, but on in the space of designing an application mm. because you got to know what the requirements are. You got to know what the customer's trying to achieve. What's their journey that you're going to go through doing this, right? So I love that because you're not only getting all the feedback getting all the desires from the customer, right? So you're basically reshaping all of that into something brand new. Hmm. I've been told I'm an alchemist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're literally the alchemist. And what's beautiful is I am, I'm inclined to say that you might be a projector, but I don't know. You might have to tell me that. This is the human design part of it, things. like So, you know, based on when you were born, the date of birth, where it tells you if you're a generator, a projector, a manifesting generator. I'm not a manifesting generator. Um, I think I looked it up. I'm supposed to be a generator, but I was kind of... I was kind of bummed because it kind of looked like I was a yeah. generic generator. <laughs> a generic generator. <laughs> you know, the yellow son- the yellow kind of generic generator. <laughs> Gen- <laughs> no, that's that's really powerful because you're taking all of this and you're putting it together into something that's they're going to value for a very long yes. time. Right? It's going to be and potentially handed down to future generations. I mean, I mean yeah. some of the pieces that I have created, they have been designed in, with their children in mind to actually inherit it. Because in some cases, mm-hmm. like the center stone will be the grandmother's diamond, or it was a great grandmother's right. diamond. And so yeah. it's wanting to tell that story, not for just the current mom who's wearing it, but that story Mm. has been printed. And believe it or not, people actually print and frame these stories. Wow. Yeah. It's a compliment. It's, I never thought that that would actually happen, Janae, but it's, Mm -hmm. some of them actually laminate them. So that way they can, and they keep it like somewhere near in the living room. So that way when they're sharing the story I'm thinking wow the story's laminated that's pretty cool nice <laughs> and covered and slathered it's in official. plastic here <laughs> right it's official because it's anytime something is laminated like this is the court of law <laughs> nothing's gonna change over here you know there's no amendments whatsoever like even the constitution is not laminated, right? Yeah, this will be the new line or benchmark. If you've been laminated, you've made it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the story. I mean, you know, were you sharing it when you were 15? So I'm sure there's a journey behind that part, right? But when you were 15, you started working or you, mm-hmm. you started 
in a space where you're learning from all the people around you. And it's interesting when you mentioned, you know, you were brought in the back and, uh, you know, readjusting that what you're, gonna, what you're supposed to say, you know, how you're supposed to take information that kind of makes sense of somebody who might be a generator because my son is a generator and we're mm-hmm. constantly tweaking like, no, no, go do do this way. Hey, you forgot this thing kind of thing. I mean, it's because they have a vision of their own that they want to present. And Oh, completely. I right. mean, just to give you an example, here I was, as I mentioned, back in this retail store and she had this quite a large window where unlike some of the retail windows in a small town, Mm -hmm. this window started with about two and a half, three feet off the, from the sidewalk. Okay. And and so it's quite large. Yeah. Anyway, um, probably a good 10, 12 feet of window front. Mm -hmm. Can't remember the width of it, but as I mentioned, sold clothes, jewelry, candlesticks, you name it, even antique furniture, like little side tables. No lie, Junaid. I did a whole entire window upside down, hanging everything from the ceiling, like these hun- candlesticks that were yeah. worth hundreds of dollars upside down with fishing line. With fishing line. It, yeah. And I was like, okay, this yeah. candlestick weighs X amount. This is, you know, 20 pound fishing line. This yeah. should work. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, but hanging everything upside down and people, and this was on the main street in the yeah. small town and people almost getting into accidents. Anyway, people would actually come in and say, what is wrong with you with this window? Like I almost got into an accident because everything is upside down. <laughs> and she said, well, it worked. That person should be fired. It's like yeah. you came in, what you would you in? like? <laughs> That's the idea, right? We're grabbing your attention. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention to the road, well, that's your fault. But <laughs> you did come in. take responsibility for right. what you're paying attention to. Exactly, man. exactly. But you came in and, you know, it's it's a great marketing marketing tactic that we did, I guess. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, it, it's about being able, if you're given a box, how can you take that same box and yeah. make it interesting? Because not all time, it's not as easy or we, many of us may not have the opportunity to work outside that box. And Mm -hmm. when I say many of us, sometimes, whether that be someone who's an economist, a lawyer, a mathematician, even a realtor, there may be some constraints that you are bound within that box, right? Yeah, go ahead. And sorry, uh, air compressor coming on. (laughs) But um, the uh, unless you are a creative where you're painting or creating a piece of jewelry, but even jewelry has some boundaries that we yes. still have to play within because it's all bound by metal, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. and what the properties of that metal can be. But if you are having to play within that box, this is where creativity comes in. What That's can right. you do to make that box interesting or have people um, be able to view that box, even though it may be square, it's the illusion that maybe it's oval. Yeah. What can you do? What can you and, do? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what that window was. And it's interesting because um, as I'm speaking with you and sharing this with you out loud, it's, I, I didn't have the foresight to think that all I was doing was working within a box and playing to have people see that box differently. Yeah. That's all. No, that's, I, I love that aspect of it. You know, having those constraints is so important mm-hmm. because the only way to be creative is to find those constraints. Because if, mm-hmm. if it's like you could do anything you want, like, well, that's impossible. Right. Because we only have a limited capacity uh, to be creative in a certain aspect. When you put boundaries around it, it makes it a lot easier. I'm like, okay, I can't go past this one. I can't go past this one, but I can do anything that I want in this space. And um, I love saying that to whenever, whenever I do get interviewed 
for a job, like I love constraints because it tells me, okay, hey, these are the boundaries that you can design into. When we were designing apps for smartphones, this is a small screen that you have. This is your constraint. You can't go beyond this. Beyond this. Sure, you can make something that's scrollable, right? But then again, mm-hmm. you got to think about all of those aspects. So uh, I love boundaries. I, I set up anytime I'm designing something on even on desktop. So, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to design something in this square, you know, one by one. Because it's going to be an Instagram post or it's going to be going right. over here. It's going to be going on this web page. So now this is my constraint. How can I bring elements together? So, yeah, I, I love that. Well, to your point, because you mentioned a word that triggered something for me was sometimes when we work within constraints, we think it's impossible. And I'm yeah. sure you've heard this, but impossible is short for I'm possible. Yes. I'm possible to actually think through this, to be creative enough to Mm -hmm. um, approach this challenge and see what is possible. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how time and growth, those are two really important things that I see that contributes to to being creative unless, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are few that are truly born that, oh my good golly, bow as to how creative you are. But that as an entrepreneur, we've participated in calls on this where it's that, it's the long game where it's time, experience, and being open to growth that all contributes to how creative we can be. 100%. 100%. And what's beautiful is when you have constraints, for example, if you were to design an icon, mm-hmm. they can only be, you know, certain pixels large and tall. Okay. You're given a very specific space to work with. And you'll see iconographers, like people that design icons, like how much creativity goes into that, right? It's it's just mind-blowing. And I ran into this guy, Ron Russes. <laughs> I can't even say his last name. But he basically is the creator of a site called Flat Icons. And I just ran into the site because I was looking for something. But then he's designed like the entire design system for TurboTax, designed his, his entire design system and icons for GoPro and like all of these big companies. And when you look into that, wow, you had just this much space to tell a whole story. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've been using emoji for the past, what, five years, maybe, maybe it's even more longer than that. Like one icon having, having the capability to contain so much language, so mm-hmm. much thought. It's just amazing. That shows, you know, constraints are so important for us to even get out of one space to another space. Oh, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's all relative in regards to, because you're talking about constraints of space, like a piece of jewelry is a constraint of space. You know, we're talking just a yeah. small ring mm-hmm. and how much this piece of jewelry communicates. Yeah. And just really quick, Janine, because for something this small, it's a diamond on either end. So what yeah. comes around goes around. It's my logo. So nice. remain open to the opportunities that come your way, whether they're positive or negative, because there's always a lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. And in general, it just reminds me to be open. Yeah. Like similar to icons, there's a lot packed in. There's to a this ton thing. packed in that little thing. I yeah. love that. That's beautiful. So tell us what are some of your motivations for why you got into creating jewelry. I know we talked about you were presented an opportunity. Hey, if you were to retire today and just do anything that you wanted, what you wanted, well, what did you want it to do, right? So, and you tried the different things, like do I want to be a teacher, painter, etc. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to, or pulled you towards this specific a couple of things. One is impact. And when I say impact, 
I'm not changing the lives of like a society or anything. Yeah. But impact on an individual. One of the things that I love doing because many people who come to me, they want to mark a point in their life. And when I distill the story, it really comes down to this. The person that they've been looking to save them, help them, get them out of their themselves, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. The person they've been looking for this whole entire time for decades was themselves. Yeah. They are the, their own hero. So I make hero rings for them. And to remind them, the hero that they, the hero isn't out there. The hero is in here in each of us. And Amen. when you put this superpower ring on, know that you'll be able to go out into your day and not only be a superhero for oneself and advocate for oneself, but it also is being a superhero because you show up truly as who you are. You're yeah. going to be making positive effect out in the world. And so one is making impact that way. Two, because it's such jewelry, Janaid, is so intimate. I mean, it is, yeah. it, it's a piece of jewelry that we wear on the body. Similar to tattoos, those are very intimate. Makeup is intimate. Anything that we put on our body, clothes, intimate. Yeah. I can Let me put it to you this way. When I used to sell Cat5 cable and patch panels and cabinets for a DC, a data center for mm -hmm. a company, not once ever did a CIO or a CFO do this. Oh, God, Delane, that patch panel, God, my life has been changed because of our data center. No, no, uh-uh. Yeah. Never it's happened. Just a, it's just a transaction. Yeah. Right. But I have had, uh, I, I, I've had a, I think he was 64, mm -hmm. maybe 64, 65, man brought to tears when I presented him with an anniversary ring to give to his wife. And I looked at him and I said, are you okay? Like I was thinking, did, I hope this ring is like, we agreed on the design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was all good. Like what's wrong? <laughs> and he held the ring and he looked up at me and we're in a coffee shop. So this is not looking good for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little nervous, a little hot. And, yeah. uh, and he, he looks up and he says, Dwayne, this is, absolutely beautiful and you have no idea how excited i am to mm. give this to her yeah with tears rolling down his face and so my husband and i have this internal joke he'll say did they cry and <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes and he said good job honey good job so it, it, it's really <laughs> tears success <laughs> Tears equal success. Yeah. 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 If it's I like, I love it. You know, people, I, I, I've had people actually say they've held back the emotion because they're also unaccustomed to showing emotion. Right. And That's true. So to, to be able to touch people's hearts in such a way, um, it's part of their body, mm -hmm. part of their life or lives, especially if it's a marriage or anniversary yeah. and potentially their family, because it's going to be, you know, passed down. Those are the kind of impacts that I, that touch my soul. Yeah. Touches my heart. Don't get me wrong. I'm really glad, you know, people's finances, all those bits and bites are going back and forth because <laughs> now, you know, we've got NFTs and everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All important. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah. You know, now that you mention it, what if each article or each piece of jewelry that you create was created into an NFT as well? Like, why I not? Like an image of it. 
becomes a lot of that, Janaid. Yeah. I have to. <clears throat> okay, I admit this. I also care about the environment. And one NFT, if I remember correctly, uh, the transaction for one F- NFT is enough power to support a household for 11 days or something wow. like that. There's That's enough, a lot of gas. Yeah. A, a lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm. It's either one house for a day or 11 days, but okay. nonetheless, one house for even just 24 hours. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you think about the number of NFTs that are out there and look at, you know, how Gary V has really made NFTs, you know, something for many of us to go after. Don't get me wrong. Right. If there were opportunities that more places were supportive of solar energy and wind energy, where yeah. there's electricity being generated outside of nuclear. Right. Sorry, I'm getting a little technical here. <laughs> Environmental it's good. growth. It's good. I like it. But... I'm just not comfortable. I, I do no. like the idea. I mean, the, the idea of itself having people, you know, taking their phones and going, oh, my God, I got this piece of jewelry and I own a piece of delaying. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, little ego delaying down in here is like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got we to gotta balance the odds, see what's sustainable and, you know, welcoming to the environment as well and as as we go slowly into renewable energy and that gets more and more and, and i don't know what what when that's going to happen but that's that's an excellent point you know there because they they talk a lot about gas and as in the transactional fee that each time you buy nft or exchange nft or own ethereum you know it's just there's there's a ton of that for sure mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and to the eco part point, a lot of the, so for example, many people bring to me old jewelry. Mm-hmm. I recycle all of that. Yeah. Um, much of the metals I use are primarily refined and then, so recycled, refined metals to make new pieces of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of virgin gold for example, in Canada, Canadian virgin gold yeah. is actually used for a lot of electronics, not necessarily jewelry. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. It's one of the fastest uh, conductor of circuitry and whatnot. So it does make sense where it's going. All right. Let's let's move let's, on. Let's move on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Superhero. Okay, go ahead. Superpowers through our rings, you know, reminds me of uh, Green Lantern, you know, the the whole Lantern Corps. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so sh- share with us some of the tips uh, with the audience who's maybe struggling into going into what they love to do, what, you know, if they were to pick a hobby and pick something to do for them, how like share share with us like a few points that they can take and and apply in the real life. I'm like, okay, what should I, you know, how should I go about doing this? Okay. Well, the first thing I would recommend. I know this is going to sound very maybe a little too obvious, and people don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But when were posed with the question of, well, what would you really like to do? I can tell you for me, and I think for um, individuals who are posed this question in such a serious way, there's a lot of anxiety that comes up, a lot of fear, fear of past things that either parents or teachers or an experience at school comes up, Mm -hmm. anxiety of, no, I went to university and I only know numbers. I can't. I can't do something creative. Yeah. But people neglect to realize, and we talked about this earlier about working within that box is we're all creatives. It's just a matter of, are you creative in how you approach a sales cycle? Are you creative in how you're looking at the economics? Are you creative in how you're looking at how to defend someone in a court of law? 
And so the number one thing is to breathe, to breathe in, out, learn breathing exercises. There's so many of them, but we've got to breathe to get that space within us and within our uh, minds and heart and soul for us to go there to figure out what we want to do, whether to take that hobby or address a new hobby. So that to me is a hack, mm-hmm. not a hobby. The That's other is it's hack a hack. Mm-hmm. The other hack is go for a walk. Sometimes, uh, actually, many times, I find the most inspiration is from taking a walk, whether that be just outside your house, outside your office building, going into the forest and going for a hike. But you'd be surprised whether it be man-made or nature or just that clearing of the rickets of the mind, you will find or that piece of inspiration or creativity will find you because you made space and opportunity for it. So that's a hack. The other is a is to play and be, be a child. Um, I did this yesterday with um, Dunya Darwish from Clubhouse. And yesterday we did an IG live on um, uh, creativity and adulting. Being an adult, Janine, is so flipping hard. It's so hard. Oh my God. You have to con- continuously do that with our kids. I'm like, oh no, this is the wrong way. Yeah. It's so much fun. But, you know, adulting includes paying our mortgage and, Mm -hmm. you know, car payments and putting a roof over our head. Yeah. And as a result, I think in adulting, we forget to play unless you have kids who remind you that how important play is. Yeah. And for someone, I I don't have children, but um, I have a child like mind and heart, um, as I showed you the other day. I love to play. So I keep things around to help my creativity play. And that could also mean, you know, colored pens and pencils, whatever that may be to play, play and play with other people because this is tip number four. Actually, it's a hack. People don't know this, but connection, people connecting with with other people. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. Find your community. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's one of the easiest hacks that we could actually do. But you know what? Some of us are flipping lazy. You know, lazy. it's not, you know, after you do the fifth point, then I can tell you why people don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm going to say lazy, afraid, uh, of, of for sure, fear of judgment. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons, but yeah. really connection is uh, really important and finding real content- connection sometimes. And we've had this discussion in some of our coffee chats, but sometimes social media can only take us to that, you know, that the creme of the latte. Yeah. You it's know, it's the, the, the top of the iceberg. Yeah. You really want to get down below sea level and see what that iceberg looks like. And that, and if you can be together and be in that connection, that's a really important hack. And then seriously, number five is like, literally, I'm just going to do this. Like you put one foot in front of the other and step, step into into creativity. Yes, please. And and because creativity is for literally everyone, everyone. Mm -hmm. It's just some of us have been put into so much fear that we truly believe we're not creative and we are all creatives. Yeah. It's just a matter of expression. Some of us are very creative. Um, What were the five? It was the four or five. There's music, Mm -hmm. visual, movement-based creative creativity so like dance dance mm-hmm. expressive dance expressive writing so whether that be journaling or spoken word yeah and also theater art therapy mm-hmm. and so everyone can do one if you of love those. music that's yeah. creativity whether you listen or play it doesn't matter it, you're already creative because we've been listening to music since day one Lullabies. 
So the, the number four point where finding communities and connecting with people or even asking, the reason we don't do that well is because we've been conditioned through schooling mm-hmm. that no, 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 you can't work together. Like when you're mm-hmm. given a test, no, you can't ask, you can't cheat and ask what's the answer for this. You got to figure out on your own. So we've been trained at that for 10 plus years of our lives. Mm-hmm. You got to do your own test. So that's why entrepreneurs like that are beginning entrepreneurship, like, no, no, I got to figure this out on my own. I got to read the books. No, you don't have to. You can work with other people. That's why teamwork is so great. A football team cannot win the game if all the team doesn't work together. Basketball the same way. So why do you think that your business that you just started is going to be successful if you don't work with other people? Yes. I would like to add, though. Sure. For some people, connection is really difficult because it's a trauma response. Mm. Some people have had to get themselves out of situations that were harmful by themselves. They didn't have any help. And as a result of that, unconsciously, they may just resolve that in order for this to happen, I need to do it myself. Yeah. That's where some entrepreneurs are very successful. Yeah. But it's limiting because they're not able to actually connect so they can diversify and then take it to the next level. Right. And so it's, I, I say that consciously in the hopes that, because I do it myself, I've mm-hmm. actually, I had to acknowledge that I was limiting myself, but not, by not opening up to certain things. Yeah. So like, for example, I no longer set, I work with other people mm-hmm. and do that. So I can continue doing what I love, which is yeah. designing, connecting with others and making more people feel like heroes and having positive impact in the world. That to me is more important than um, sitting there. But I do enjoy sitting there because it's also an opportunity for creativity for me to actually expand my mind and see what's Mm -hmm. possible. So thought I'd throw that in there, Janae. (laughs) I love that. I know. Thank you so much for putting that in there. (laughs) Man, we had such a fun conversation. I didn't even see where the time went. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> oh, that's because you and I are like I color know. coordinated. I know. And, and that, we look so good. We doing look this. so good. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. You know, yes, the other day I was on a call and one of my friends, like, and then uh, my friend Chris McPhee, who, you know, he's, he's uh, black American. So me and him, you know, we've got color. And then him and this other guy, Ed, they're, you know, they're more pale on the pale side. And they're like complimenting, like, oh, my God, who is this beautiful man? And we're just, you know, a bunch of pale, <laughs> pale guys over here. It's like, no, that's also limiting yourself because, <laughs> you know, we don't have control over our the color of our skin unless right. you, unless you, you know, do makeup or something. Yeah. On the crazy side. Or, or utilize filters. Right. You know. Or you can use, use filters. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> it was fun. All right. So now we jump into the fun part of the episode. Not that if this was all fun, but these are like quick questions. I like to get okay. some of these answers because Let's it helps me do it, Janaid. It helps me connect who's in this group of people, who's in that group of people, kind of thing. It's just gotcha. fun. Okay. And this might be a very easy one because what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? I'm doing it. You're doing it. Making right. jewelry. Isn't that Storytelling. the best? Yeah. <laughs> I get to write stories for people and create jewelry for them. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be a good person. A good person? Mm-hmm. And a you are? Person. 
So I, <laughs> I'm adulting. <laughs> You're adulting. <laughs> uh, to put it in context, Janae, though I grew up and there weren't a lot of people. I already said that I was a foster child, so that yeah. should suffice it to say. Yeah. So I wanted to be a good person. No, I love it. I love that. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Ooh, can I say book? Of course. Or how about a okay. book? Yay. Illusions, The Reluctant Messiah by Richard Bach. All right. We'll look that one up because I have not heard of that book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next question okay, is. Movie, Wally. I love Wally. Wally. Boom. Okay. So what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, man. Darn it. Um, maybe Fairy Godmother, Tinkerbell. I kind of like the idea of having a magic wand. Mm. You know, something like, I really believe I'm a fairy. <laughs> and so I think I should be flying around with a magic wand and going, ding, and, you know, making so dreams come true. So if you got to play Fairy Godmother in Cinderella. Mm-hmm. This is what you need, Cinderella, to go have a ball. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Fairy Godmother was, in essence, a supporting role character. And, mm. and that's what I view myself that's- as, uh, as a dramatizer. I'm a supporting role character in people's lives by yeah. providing an ornament for them to believe who they truly are. So, yeah. Uh- Fairy Godmother. Yes. All right, all right, all right, all right. Next one. There's a Disney theme here. There's a Disney theme. (laughs) I wonder why. Pixar, Disney. Um, Who is your favorite superhero or your superhero power? Superhero. Mm, I guess you're talking about superhero as in comics. I guess so true superhero because i i would say in reality my my superhero would be my foster mother who took me in mm-hmm. i think that takes um serious superhero abilities yeah. to take a child in at 15 yeah and keep them um and not have them go back into the system so i, yeah. I would say my mom um when it comes to comic or animation i don't know <laughs> I still think Wally is an amazing. Wally superhero. is a superhero if you yeah. think about it, because he is. He saved the he planet. He single-handedly saved the planet. Yeah. Way to go, <laughs> Wally! Oh my God, I love it. Last question: If you were a board game, what would it be? Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I love Aren't it. I'm glad I first... didn't say sorry. <laughs> well, I've I've had people say sorry and I've had people say monopoly a lot and there was a shoots and ladder, but I haven't heard of trivia before. So <laughs> you're one of a kind, Delane. Well, you know, you've got that? the pie and there's all those different categories. Yeah. And, you know, I'm multifaceted. Yeah. The pie is a multifaceted thing that's, to make a whole. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you wish you didn't ask that question. I love that. No, go. <laughs> hey, that's the power of conversations and building relationship and being able to, you know, so free that you can basically say anything, right? I think that's what that's what we are lacking as human beings because we don't do enough of that. We don't do right. enough of those conversations. And I love that, you know, you've you opened up so much because I've met you a wa- long time you know, time ago through Uncommercial Leaders. And then you did a ton of talks on Clubhouse. So, you know, I'm sure there's been a growth for yourself too, right? Oh, completely. Uh, when there's an opportunity to to practice and share one's story and also connect with other people because of shared story, mm-hmm. uh, shared story of uh, wins, 
successes or fails. Yeah. And but being there with others and holding their hand and saying, hey, together we can get up. I know we you scabbed your knee, but like I scabbed my knee four kilometers back and here I am yeah. <laughs> with you 10 kilometers ahead, right? We can do this together. And I, I think that's the opportunity once again, because we touched on connection and social media where places like unconventional leaders or um, connecting on an app like Clubhouse where we can connect with like-minded people and really lock arms and lift each other up, if you will. Yeah. I love that. That's going to be the beginning of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Grab the people, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Delaine. I loved having a conversation with you. Where can my audience find you? They can find me on my website, Delane, D-E-L-A-N-E dot C-A. Um, mostly I play in Instagram, so Delane Cooper. And then on a blue moon, Delane Jewelry on food, Facebook. And definitely I'm also on Twitter, but Instagram is my main place and Clubhouse. Clubhouse Perfect. is Delane Cooper as well. Awesome. Thank you, Delane. We'll be sure to include all of the links in the show notes. Coolio. Thank you so thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> and I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this was the most awesome podcast to be on. It was just so much yes. fun to laugh with you, Janae. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we got to chat. I know we've been connecting for a while and uh, I'm like, why am I not doing this because the way I've, I've been recording I, I did I did like 45 50 episodes last year yeah and then so I was like I'm, I'm good for a good 50 50 weeks right right so now I'm I'm like okay I need to do these weekly so then the conversations that I'm having are more current I know a friend of mine um, inspired money he does these he basically does an episode every other week. So okay. all of his content is very current, you know, the mindset and everything. And I was like, all of my conversations are were, were during the pandemic, not that we're out of it yet. But, yeah. But it was yeah. really fun chatting with you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's easy. It was easy. It was fun. There's nothing worse when it's, you can't laugh. I'm just finding that, you know, you have to be able to have that energy. And I'm just... So grateful because I needed to laugh like this this morning. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, you have a great one, Delaine. We'll talk soon. Definitely. Talk to you soon. Bye, Janaid. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Janaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today as well as the show notes.